Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's what I taught myself how to draw, was actually the Little Mermaid, drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect, just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in for over 180 episodes. With each passing week, we're getting closer and closer to number 200. And once that number is reached, I'm going for 300. And I'm so thankful you'll be coming along with me on that journey. This week, you're going to get a shorter than usual episode, and this will be a progress report. For those of you who don't know, there are two major projects that are in the works here. The first one is the upcoming Once Upon a Podcast Network. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had one of our co-founders, Sandra Sheriff-Sackerly, and our CFO, Trisha Daniel. And in the near future, another guest will be the third co-founder, author Stacey Rourke. Ever since September of last year, when I reached out to Stacey and suggested the title to go along with the annual event that she runs in Michigan called Once Upon a Book, The three of us were off and running with the Once Upon a Podcast Network. And once Trisha Daniel came on board, we were all excited that we not only were going to do this, but we were going to do it right. And we wanted to make sure we had a strong foundation to build on. And we wanted to make this a creative-centric network, something that would focus on inspiring, motivating, educating, celebrating, and even rejuvenating creatives of all kinds. And the shows we have lined up for this network cover all five elements of the mission statement. I am so proud to be a part of this. And we're getting closer and closer to our official launch. I'll be keeping you up to date on the network's launch in the very near future. Now, the other project we have going on is something that is... I would definitely say over 30 years in the making, and that is Excelsior, the audio drama. So many of you know the whole story of Excelsior itself. Um, If you have been listening for quite some time, first of all, thank you. And second of all, I really, really appreciate you guys tuning in. And I have said, I've talked a little bit about the story of Excelsior quite a bit, but now it feels more more so now than it ever has been like it is reaching a, a bigger audience than i ever expected and this is even this even counts when excelsior became an international best selling book when it was a bookbub featured deal in december of 2018 this feels like the reach of the character the reach of the story the reach of the book in in so many ways is going way beyond that so let me tell you a little story about how everything came together back in january of 2022 i was on clubhouse celebrating the fact that i was there for a year and really got to know some really tremendously creative and wonderful people. And so many of them come from the group called the 529 Club. 
they had just finished up a project called The Witch's Tomb and were really excited with it. And it sounded great. It really did. It sounded like a lot of fun. Everyone who was involved sounded like they were having a blast doing it. It was a full-on audio drama. And they were asking if anyone else had any sort of stories and that uh, that could be adapted into an audio drama. And I spoke up because... It was 2022, and I was celebrating the 30th anniversary of the creation of the character Excelsior. And I wanted to do something really special with it. And so I proposed turning the first book of Excelsior into an audio drama. I gave Deborah and Bob Daniel, who's also from the 529 Club, the synopsis. They both really enjoyed it, and they gave me th- this very interesting challenge to turn this into to turn this book into an audio drama and i have to say and i've said this before but i but it bears repeating i challenge all of you authors out there to take one of your stories and adapt it to a different medium and give yourself the restrictions that you are going to get in real life this book when I did the audiobook for it, it came out to just over seven hours, seven finished hours. That's what it wound up being. I had to take that story and condense it into what we agreed upon at the time, which was one hour. So it was safe to say there were going to be a lot of cuts. There was going to be a lot of changes. There were going to be a lot of different tightenings that, that was going to be going on. Characters were going to be put in different situations. It had to, it had to basically be nice and compact, but it also had to tell this story. And finally, in July of 2022, after over five months, I delivered the first draft and I knew that this was, that there were going to be cuts. There were going to be changes because going by one page equals one minute. I had just over 80 pages and I was convinced though, there's going to be a, a quite a few scenes, uh, quite a few pages, especially later on that were going to be action packed. So the pace was going to be faster. Everything was going to move a lot faster. So it looks like it would be one minute of, of time, but it would only be about 30 seconds. So I was under the impression that I was going to be able to make that happen. And Bob read it and he approved of it. He said, we have a go. And so several months passed. And then finally in December, that's when we decided that we were going to go ahead and set up the auditions. And so on December 15th, 2022, I was very nervous going into it just thinking that there would barely be anyone showing up. And I was so wrong. There were so many people showing up and not only were they, not only was it so many people, but so many wonderfully talented people, so many people that wanted to be involved in this and so many people that enjoyed listening to other people's performance of it. So many people that enjoyed reading the, the sides that I provided for them. I provided six different sides because there, there is a decent amount of characters that are in this. There are over 20 characters. And I was under the impression that I was going to take one actor and give him or her 
three roles, whatever was needed to tighten up the cast. But that's not what happened. It turns out we had so many great people and that it opened things up in a really interesting way. And one of the things that I wound up doing was I did quite a bit of gender swap. If you read the book, you know that Matthew Peters is living with his uncle, Jason Peters. Well, now he's living with his aunt, J.C. Peters. And she is very much the same type of character that has to deal with a redemption story arc. And Jason does that in the book. J.C. is doing that in the audio drama. I also made a couple other switches. The character Karini is female now. The character of Granik is female also. And also I took Elder Quinteris, who is in the sequel, Ever Upward, part two in the Excelsior Journey, is definitely one of the most outspoken characters in the story. Someone who is very much has it in for Matthew and even says the line, what kind of a god are you? Which is one of my personal favorite lines of, of, of that book. But he is now a she. Elder Quintera. And the main, that's the only real difference is in, in that character is the gender. Because Quintera is still the parent of Radifin. And so that is something that, that, uh, that I wanted to add, add in as well. Going through all of the auditions and listening to the recording of them, it, it was really tough to determine who was going to be what I was expecting about two or three rounds of auditions, but uh, Deborah worked with me to just pare it down. Let's just go ahead and pick our cast right here and now. And we did, we still missed like a couple little parts. I put some nuggets of information about the audio drama, about the story Excelsior, a little bit about that. I put that up on TikTok, and people were reaching out to me and asking if I still needed these certain roles filled. And I was able to get people like Charles Coates to take on the roles of the Crunation soldiers. And Vash, who wound up taking the role of Kelly the Kraken. Benji Rusko taking on the security guards. Little parts like that. Hillary Merrick doing a really fun cameo as Kristen Harrison, who is a dear friend of mine from high school. And I got to let her know that, you know, like, hey, your character from back in the day, when I put her in my, the stories in my steno notebooks as an excuse, as a, as a means of her reading them and getting to know these characters and everything. So once we had most of our cast really, that was when I asked Deborah, who is going to be directing this? And she said, well, you know these characters more than anyone. Why don't you direct it? And so all of a sudden, I was not just the writer who was going to step back and watch everyone else go. I was going to be directing this. And it was a little intimidating, but at the same time, it was very exciting to experience, to be right in the middle of this incredible enthusiasm for this project, for these characters. And everyone was feeling that and everyone still does. So on January 9th, on Monday, January 9th, the rehearsal started. And that was a truly wonderful day for me. Getting to hear everyone, you know, just playing these parts and doing so well right from the start. It just felt like 
yes, you know, like everyone's excited, everyone's feeling it, everyone's nailing it, and it's going to be great. And then it was during that time, that's when the decision was made pretty unanimously to take the story and split it into two parts. And that was a truly wonderful experience for me because that meant that I get I got to rework both parts as like separate entities, but I didn't have to sacrifice anything. And I actually wound up wound up doing you know like making some some different rewrites and everything. But what was really blowing my mind was how this story wound up inspiring other cast members to do different things. We were in dire need of a sound designer. And all of a sudden, I wound up getting a team as the sound designers. First of all, I wound up being contacted by a music composer, goes by the name of of Izzy G. And this was wild getting to know him because he sent me a couple of small short films that he scored. And the short films were directed by a gentleman named Carl Hansen. And I reached out to him and I said, would this Carl Hansen be the same Carl Hansen that is married to Jen Eldridge? And when he said yes, then I got to tell him, well, now you kind of have to be involved because Jen Eldridge was and still is a dear friend of mine from all the way back in high school. And she read those original stories of Excelsior while they were in the Steno notebooks. So you kind of have to be involved now. <laughs> so, so he wound up coming aboard and then a group of four different cast members, Shaq Hussein, who plays Emperor Noctarar, Audra Angelique, who plays General Hadera, Charles Coates, the, the Cunation soldiers and Vosh Kelly, the Kraken. They all decided to team up and be a sound design team. And they are working so hard right now to put together some really awesome sound effects. And they're working with Izzy G because Izzy's going to be doing all of the background and the action music as things, as things unfold. Um, and what's really amazing is Audra started writing up lyrics for a theme song and that, that news wound up inspiring other people like Sandra Spencer, who's playing the voice of the jewel to come up with an idea to reach out to other musicians on the clubhouse app and ask them to get involved with a basically like a concept album, a music from an inspired by album for Excelsior, the audio drama. This thing is blowing up in ways that I, never imagined. And I am so proud of everyone stepping up and I'm so grateful to them for doing so. And I wanted to really add a little extra to, to this during my rewrites. So one of the things I did was I, a, a short scene that I had originally in act in part one with Emperor Noctuar, and I moved that over to part two and basically set it up. So that way all of Noctuar scenes are in part two which wound up working out really well for the character because his presence is lingering all through part one. And then in part two, you get to see him. It's very much like Bill, David Carradine's Bill in Kill Bill volumes one and two. You only, you never see his face. You, 
hear him in throughout the little bits and pieces of part one, but then it opens up with him being in part two. So it's very much that same sort of style. But what I did was I took a new scene. I created a brand new scene and for Hadera, because one of the things that I realized while we were going through the rehearsals was that I, I love this character. I love the character of general Hadera so, so much, but she doesn't really have all that much to do in the audio drama. There's a lot there to that character in part one and a hell of a lot in part two. She really comes into her own in Ever Upward. During the adapting of the of the book into this audio drama, I felt like I was missing a lot of what I loved about Hadera. So I created a scene from scratch and this scene drops in, it name drops the character of Conoram who we who we see briefly in the first book but we see a whole lot of them in the second one and we'll see even more of them in the third one um she also name drops the matera which we don't know about at all until part 2 and those little moments they wound up being something that i felt was very important to this character I needed to show that that she has a chip on her shoulder, that she is always someone who is disregarded and someone who proves herself to be something really special. And <clears throat> that's what she winds up doing here. And Audra Angelique absolutely nails it. She nailed her from the beginning, from the auditions. I knew she was going to be the one to do it. And she is not, she is not just succeeded in becoming General Hadera, but she has thrived at being General Hadera. I'm so proud of her. I'm so excited to see what else she's going to be bringing, not only as Hadera, but also as a musician and, and a sound designer. This is all stuff that she loves to do anyway. And so she has a chance to do it. And I got to do a little extra as well for another cast member, Sonia Mobley, who is playing Elder Quintera, because she had asked about what Elder Quintera is all about. <clears throat> and I was able to provide some feedback for her. However, Elder Quinteras in the book he doesn't really do that much until part two, until Ever Upward, because what he feels the entire time that, that Matthew is on DNAP4 is, is resentment toward Matthew because he came back through that leap of faith while his, while Quinteris' son, Radifin, did not. And so he is always on Matthew's case constantly thinking that that Matthew wasn't worth it. Matthew wasn't worth going through all this trouble. He was not worth losing his son. And that's what I got to tell Sonia about Quintera. And that gave me the idea to add in a little extra element for for Quintera to basically give a little bit of doubt, show a little bit of that doubt during a conversation that she has with Elder Aceris. 
basically just asking why, why, why Radifin was being sent to Earth after so much of his life force was drained during his time as a prisoner under the Crenation Empire. And that wound up being a lot of fun, putting that scene together. And I was very grateful that Sonia asked about that because that gave me the motivation to really kind of, you know, put that, put that in there. And so that is, that was, that was great being able to introduce elements that are further explored and ever upward so that maybe just maybe if I'm given the opportunity to adapt ever upward into an audio drama, then I get to take those elements that I already introduced and build upon them. And even better, I get to bring this whole cast along with me because I don't want them to, I don't want to recast them. They're all amazing. And I, and speaking of, you know, people really stepping up during today's rehearsal, a huge, huge shout out to Laura McKee. Laura has been brought on to be the tour guide, but I thought it would be a lot of fun to get Laura to read the opening and closing credits and do it as like the tour guide. And she not only, you know, did great there, but since she also has experience working with the 529 Club as part of the Witch's Tomb, she was able to make some suggestions that helped so much with tightening everything, increasing the pacing, increasing the, the stakes in the scenes that she, that she was working on. It, it was, it was all just so much wonderful, such a wonderful contribution that I, it was like, I had no choice. I had to invite her to be my assistant director. And it's one of the best choices I could have made because she's already excited, even more excited about making this a true epic. So there's a lot that's going on with uh, with Excelsior, the audio drama. And it's in the coming weeks, I'll be able to provide even more information. But what's going to be a lot of fun here on Excelsior Journeys is that for the next three weeks, you're going to hear from some of the actors that are part of this. You get to hear their stories. What got them into voiceover in the first place? What were they feeling when they did their auditions? How they enjoy their character? What they feel about being this character? What are they adding to it? They're bringing in a whole lot of great stuff. And the next three weeks, you get to hear it. You get to hear it all. And I'm just so excited about what's to come. I'm so excited for everyone here everyone that's part of this project. I'm so excited for, for the future. I'm so excited for the Once Upon a Podcast Network. I'm so excited for Excelsior Journeys as a whole. I am really excited for the future of Excelsior as a literary property because there's a little something that's brewing there that I can't go into yet, but all credit to my agent, Amy Brewer at Metamorphosis for for making this happen to trying to find a new home for Excelsior. She works so hard at this and I'm so grateful to her. And I'm so grateful to all of you for listening. 
This has been, like I said, it's been over 180 episodes and we're getting very, very close to number 200. I am just so excited for what 2023 is going to bring. And I hope you are too. And so until next week, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. <laughs>